0: Welcome to NCPDP's podcast, Raising the Standards. It's what we do, it's what we're known for, and it's what we'll continue to do to make healthcare better, safer, more convenient, and efficient. In this podcast episode, NCPDP's President and CEO, Leanne Stember, welcomes three special guests from the NCPDP Foundation, STC Health, an FTB First Data Bank to talk about Phase 1 of NCPDP's National Facilitator Model Demonstration Project. Listen for an overview of the model and key capabilities, outcomes from Phase 1, and what's ahead in Phase 2 of the Demonstration Project. Hello, everyone, and welcome to NCPDP's podcast series, Raising the Standards. I am Leanne Stember, President and CEO of NCPDP, and I'm extremely pleased to have several guests with us today. Tom Groom, Chief Growth Officer at STC Health is with us. NCPDP has a strategic alliance with STC Health to operationalize NCPDP's national facilitator model. Our second guest is John Hill, Chief Operating Officer of NCPDP and Executive Director of the NCPDP Foundation. And my third guest is Julie Suko, Vice President, Editorial Content for FDB, also known as First Data Bank, which is an elite partner for NCPDP and for NCPDP's Foundation's Inaugural Patient Safety Founders Gift Donor. They are all here with us today to discuss the exciting phase one results of a demonstration project to operationalize NCPDP's National Facilitator Model, an interoperable solution to providing real-time information on prescription, testing, and immunization data to pharmacies, prescribers, and government agencies to aid in our public health response to pandemics like COVID-19 and the opioid epidemic. John has played a key role in collaborating with STC Health on this project and in securing funding for the project through the NCPDP Foundation. John, for the benefit of our listeners who may not know anything about our facilitator model, will you please provide them with a brief overview on the model and how it addresses our current limitations in the exchange of information critical to patient safety and closing gaps in care?
1: Thanks, Leanne. I'd be happy to give you all a, a high-level summary. You know, the facilitator model leverages existing bi-directional NCPDP standards that are that are widely used throughout the industry to ensure interoperability and real-time access to data nationwide, which provides, which helps provide um, support to existing workflows. This data can be supported for testing and or vaccinations in the case of a pandemic, or data to be supported based off the current crisis that we're facing with opioids for prescriptions and dispensing. Our model addresses issues that the U.S. has experienced during the COVID pandemic, as well as gaps in care and blind spots in addressing the opioid epidemic. With the lack of real-time data and the fact that, unfortunately, public health sometimes is still siloed in their data infrastructure. Our model also exists in the prevention and treatment efforts by making actual information available to both prescribers and pharmacists at the point of services to support the dispensing of critical drugs. Better data across the healthcare ecosystem means better health outcomes for patients and our communities. We started a solution to support the opioid epidemic, but we transferred and because it became very evident, evident during the COVID pandemic that we could apply what we were um, learning to support in that public health crisis. And finally, I'm proud to say that over a year ago, NCPP entered a strategic alliance with SDC Health as our partner to support an initial demonstration project, which I'm so happy that we're going to um, share some results today regarding that project. And the fact, fact that we have FDB on the phone that also supported the demonstration project on behalf of the NCPB Foundation.
0: Thanks, John, for that quick overview. For quite some time, we have been educating industry stakeholders on the value of the model and working with them to advance it. Stakeholder groups have been very supportive of the model, and there has been ongoing interest at the congressional level as well. The next step in bringing it to fruition is the demonstration project, which has two phases, one of which was just recently completed. I want to ask Tom to briefly describe what we sought to accomplish in phase one of the demonstration project and why the project was such a good fit for STC Health.
2: Well, thank you, Leanne. It was, a, it was a very good project and it fit very well with what STC Health does on a day-to-day basis. The goal of this initial phase was really to develop and implement a non-jurisdictional infrastructure to store COVID-19 immunizations using pharmacy pilot partners in what we call the Pharmacy Inclusive Provider Network. We then worked with Experian Health to leverage NCPDP's unique patient identifier, which is the UPI, powered by Experian Health UIM and the NCPDP standards. We provide more accurate patient information across multiple data sets in a batch process. This is a foundational way to really establish a national infrastructure with many data sets. STC Health secure the necessary stakeholders for phase one of this projects. Pharmacists, of course, play a key role in patient care. While utilizing the right technology, pharmacies and prescribers with real-time prescription, testing, immunization, and relation, related information at the point of care can support patient health interventions, and that's why the partnerships are so important, partnerships like NCPDP. So to say that this is something that um, fits very well in what we do, just for a bit of a history, STC is really the leading provider for vaccine intelligence for healthcare organizations, as well as local, state, and federal public health organizations. Our solutions drive vaccine intelligence for all jurisdictions around the United States by facilitating interoperability on immunization data between healthcare and public health to ensure immunization providers have access to patient healthy history and can identify and close gaps in care. Our provider access network really consists of over 75,000 immunization locations, including over 35,000 retail pharmacies nationwide. We're connected to 58 public health information systems and is the leading provider of immunization compliance decision support, and complete histories for pharmacies and providers.
0: Thank you, Tom. But but before we get um, into what we learned from the pilot, I want to take a moment to talk about the $150,000 grant from the NCPDP Foundation that made this project possible. The grant was funded by the Foundation's Leanne Stember Endowment, as well as the founder gift donors, FDB and GoodRx, and its general fund. Both STC Health and Experian Health provided in-kind support and reduced fees to support the pilot. Julie, will you tell us why it is important to FDB to support this project, and how does this align with your business goals and your decision to become the Foundation's inaugural Patient Safety Founders Donor?
3: Thank you, Leanne. I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast today. As you know, FDB has collaborated with NCPDP to promote pharmacy technology to improve patient care and patient safety for many years. We at FDB view the National Facilitator Model Pilot as the first step towards identifying the gap in patient care as it relates to COVID-19 vaccine therapy tracking. We see the potential of the model for helping pharmacies, prescribers, and government agencies to prepare the patient health interventions during public health crises such as epidemics or pandemics. As John mentioned earlier, the ongoing opioid epidemic has long been at the forefront of this challenge for FTB. We help clinicians curb opioid abuse by giving them access to drug and patient knowledge that helps them simultaneously stop inappropriate drug-seeking behavior while continuing to help patients with valid medical needs. We believe that managing the health of individuals and populations proactively, especially during public health emergencies, is vital. And it requires that clinicians and responding agencies have ready access to and the ability to share comprehensive flexible and intuitive medication data. Further, it is critical that patient-specific health and medication data be more readily available to help identify at-risk patients and inform actionable next steps. FDB continues to work to provide caregivers with this level of medication data to make more informed decisions we view the National Facilitator Model Endeavor further supports our mission to enhance medication-related decisions by providing timely and accurate medication information and interoperable capabilities to support healthcare professionals in carrying out their critical workflows. Thanks,
0: Julie. NCPDP is grateful for FDB's support. FDB is a longstanding and dedicated champion of the work of NCPDP and now the work of the foundation specifically in support of its patient safety research priority. Likewise, we are grateful for the support of GoodRx, the foundation's Access to Care Founders Gift Donor for funding the National Facilitator Model Pilot and other foundation research projects that expand our access to care. I am especially pleased with FDB and GoodRx who chose to support this project as it is near and dear to me. I am both personally and professionally invested in advancing the National Facilitator Model for all the good it will bring to so many patients and their families. With that being said, Tom, let's now share with our listeners the outcomes and what we learned from Phase 1 Demonstration Project.
2: Absolutely. First of all, it was, a, it was really a success. Our goal was to create a non-jurisdictional infrastructure that crossed state lines, that provided connectivity to multiple pharmacies, and we did exactly that. Before I get into the numbers, let me give you a little context around the participants. During the phase one of this pilot, we partnered with PioneerX, an existing STC pharmacy customer, to gather data from their 57 distinct pharmacy locations. We encapsulated that data from 86,601 distinct patients, which equates to approximately 1,519 patients per pharmacy location, with an average patient receiving a total of 2.8 doses. Across both participating pharmacy organizations, we captured nearly 180,000 records. We had very little records without minimal data requirements for matching, and the records matched from both organizations were nearly 100%. Out of the information that we managed, there was a high percentage of people that had more than one COVID shot. Here's some stats to show some improvements in data as a result of utilizing the NCPDP UPI powered by Experian Health UIM and the NCPDP standards. 49.4% of street addresses were updated. 274 being updated with new addresses that were completely different. 174 being modified addresses. 13.4% were updated with the new city. 15.5% with a new zip code, and 29.5% with a new phone number. We will use this lessons learned in the next phase to expand beyond COVID-19 vaccinations and include many more customers.
0: That's very exciting, Tom. I was especially pleased with the results around the NCPDP-UPI. This will prove to be very significant when it comes to using the National Facilitator Model to share real-time data on opioid prescriptions to enable interventions when someone is crossing state lines to obtain opioids. So for all of our guests, what are some of your thoughts or reactions to these findings?
1: You know, Leanne, one of the things that I was interested in finding was the fact that of the significance of the NCPP-UPI as Tom mentioned, powered by Experience UIM and NCPB standards. That, that unique capability that we have identifies how much this opportunity is in our industry to improve and streamline the delivery of healthcare to patients um, to make sure that they have the most updated data to support their coordination of care plans. There's also opportunities to explore as we move forward the ability to improve drug fulfillment. We know that a lot of patients now are shopping online and using telehealth to help maybe collect or get some of their on life, um, their lifestyle drugs. And this technology with the UPI helps them being able to collect better and give a better picture of a patient's drug profile by having all the drugs that a member may or a patient may be on. And finally, I believe this additional that additional demonstration projects could be used to expand the ability to leverage ncpb standards to support and enhance in workflow capabilities and that would be a value for the ncb foundation to explore and our industry in looking at how, how our standards can support trading partners and improving interoperability for the common good
3: I I agree with you, John, I, I was very impressed with the NCPDP UPI performance in the pilot and how much information it gave us as far as patients access to medications and across multiple states, how many people are moving around or changing phone numbers or zip codes and stuff. It really gave us an idea of how many things needed to be updated and how much information is actually missing. Um, I do see that the, um, I do feel that the NCPDP UPI will be a valuable tool in studies related to population health and social determinants of health. Um, for example, tracking when patients receive care or when they do not. It might also help uncover um, disparities across you know, healthcare for different areas and stuff, knowing having this information in hand.
2: Well, Julie and John, we are all in agreement. I think the phase one pilot process concluded the proof that the NCPDP-UPI works and improves the ability to identify a patient across multiple data sets in multiple states. We have moved from a concept to fact and can now show that this tool can improve patient care through real-time data access for providers while staying within workflow.
0: So, Tom, can you share with us what is planned for phase two of the demonstration project and how will NCPDP standards be used in the next phase?
2: Uh, absolutely. We know that the concept works. So our plan is to now take all the lessons learned from the pilot to reconfigure our approach into the next phase. In phase one, we leverage the batch process. And moving forward, we will work towards an API integration to really help increase performance and allow the ease of sharing data across multiple platforms. We'll continue to utilize the NCPDP standard UPI powered by Experian Health UIM and NCPDP standards to identify duplicate patients across multiple organizations and health systems, improving the identity matching, enhance care coordination, and ultimately improve clinical data exchange. We will continue to acquire data from more customers with our existing STC network as well as from non-STC clients through switch service partnerships. This will allow multiple options for customers to participate. And we will expand beyond COVID-19 to all vaccinations. This will provide more data to providers at the point of care so they can identify gaps in care and make more informed clinical decisions.
0: Great. Thanks, Tom. Can each of you share your thoughts on what will success look like when the phase two demonstration product, uh, project is completed. So John, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to share with that. You know, the, as you recall, during your state of the association, you showcased NCPPs new technology under member source API. And the fact that we currently have several standards where NCPP has developed operating rules for several standards to leverage API such as the script standard, the real-time prescription benefit standard, to name a few. I would see a goal I would like to come to fruition under phase two, it's expanding a research package that takes the batch process developing under phase one and migrate it to API, similar to what Tom summarized before. I know adding API capability to support the data flow between extreme health, STC health, government entities, and the provider prescriber community will demonstrate improved workflow that will help all of us, which is always a good thing. And from my perspective, as I
2: mentioned, overall success in phase two would be characterized by building on the, the success that we had in phase one, by really having that seamless integration of an API, increased customer base, The inclusion of switches for customization, and the ability to expand beyond COVID-19 vaccines to support a broader range of healthcare services in improving patient care and work on new ways to close gaps in care.
3: Yeah, I, I agree with both of what you said. I think those are all very good goals, and if we can get to a successful phase two, I think that will show, that will demonstrate the adaptability of the model Um, to identify these gaps in carers. And I agree, this can be used uh, for more than COVID-19 vaccines, all vaccine information. And I agree, opioid is a a perfect example of where this would fall into place nicely. Um, I think this also phase two would also demonstrate like an economic sustainability um, to other people looking at this and seeing if this is feasible or not. It opens the expansion out to non-SEC Health integrated partners, and they can see the value of having this information.
0: I'm personally looking forward to this model being operationalized on a national scale by the private sector, and the results of these pilot studies should provide the data we need to prove the potential of the model on a national scale. Meanwhile, I will look forward to keeping tabs on phase two of the pilot. In closing, I want to say thank you to our guests, Tom, John and Julie, for your passion and support for this project. And thank you to all of our listeners for spending time with us today to learn more about how NCPDP's National Facilitator Solution can be deployed to enhance our public health response to pandemics like COVID-19 and the opioid epidemic.